So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And you won't just be gone And so this is Good evening, friends and family, and welcome to a Safe Space Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Francis Hall. And I'm Calvin Williams. It is December 26th, 2020, our final show of the year. That was uh, Happy Christmas, War is Over by John Lennon and the Harlem Community Choir, released in 1971. The culmination of two years of uh, of going out, the, the John and Yoko rented 
billboards that said war is over if you want it. It was their campaign that went on for two years and it culminated in that song, a beautiful song. Although the first line, I always feel like he's judging me. And so this is Christmas. And what have you done? I don't know. Nothing. Nothing important, <laughs> I guess. Jeez. Put it like that. Damn. Come on, man. <laughs> Just putting you on the spot like that, man. Right? <laughs> but I think, and, and that's the question I'm going to open with. So this is Christmas. What have you done? And and I'll answer first while you're thinking about it. Um, I think the best thing that I have done is I kept my mom safe, and I plan on keeping her safe for in, until we. Well, I mean, for her life, but in terms of coronavirus, until we both get our our shots. Uh, and by the way, for those wondering uh, who haven't looked into this. After the first shot, you're not immediately vaccinated. It's after the second one. It takes a little while to kick in. So, you know, we all got to hold in, hold, hold on to it a little longer. Another thing I'm happy about that I did this year is this show. Uh, I feel like we have responded to the times. I feel that with the killing of George Floyd, I felt that our response to that was appropriate. We 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 talked a lot about police co- corruption, and we and and brutality, and we also offered solutions, uh, different ways of doing things. I think how we honored John Lewis was beautiful and and meaningful, and doing all of the protest songs right up to the election. Um, I I I think that I think we did well, Calvin, with this show. And I think I've done well personally with this year. And just one one more thing before I get to how you're feeling about these things. My favorite moment in politics this year was during the debate when Biden just said, man, shut up. <laughs> president says, says to the president of the United States on national live TV, man, shut up. I mean, he said he said something that so many of us have wanted to say to <laughs> Trump and got a chance and got a chance to say it to his <laughs> face, too. At the appropriate moment, it was there's nothing inappropriate about that particular man. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think my um, an even better moment that came out of that was somebody um I forget who it was, but somebody had tweeted at Hillary Clinton saying, I bet Hillary wanted to say that so badly during that first debate. Hillary responded, you have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was that was an instant classic right there. Mm -hmm. So what do you what do you feel you're? 2020 accomplishments were um i i think for me uh just um a lot of personal growth a lot of um not as not as much as i was hoping for i mean not being able to go out makes uh makes like helping your social life <laughs> uh it doesn't make uh, helping your social life any easier, but um, 
just for just uh on a level of me like remembering the things that I used to enjoy before like all my anxiety and uh, my depression and everything kicked in um music was always a big thing for me like we met, we talked about it last week like I I'm big on listening to music music is like listening to music is therapy for me but also making music and writing music and playing guitar I had I gotten so far away from that over the years and this year I made an effort to start kind of reinvesting in myself and my musical interests uh, starting with this microphone that I'm using here and then um, buying my acoustic guitar which which opened this kind of opened the floodgates for me um, creatively and just remembering who I like who I used to be like not that long ago and just really in enjoying music again enjoying playing enjoying writing and ultimately um, in the last couple of weeks um, granted me an opportunity to write uh, write music for a commission <laughs> So I got like I got to I got to write a uh, a a happy birthday song for for a kid from uh, um, a mother uh, a kid's mother hit me up on Instagram and um, asked me if I wrote music and she asked me to uh, commission a song that she could give to her son on his birthday. That's so, fantastic. So I I wrote the music I wrote the lyrics which is which is absolutely shocking to me because I don't write lyrics hardly ever. <laughs> so just beginning to like get back into myself and taking the effort to do that has been, has been really big for me this year. Um, I think this year, like spending even more time alone or isolated made me realize like how important that is to, Kind of not forget who you, uh, who you are, or at the very least, get to know who you are. And so that's been that's been especially meaningful for me this year. Another thing I wanted to talk about and think about: a lot of people are focusing on how terrible this year was, how awful it was, and I agree with them. And I understand that a lot of people are in pain. A lot of people are needing healing a lot of people have lost people that they love i get that entirely and my heart goes out to i've i lost a friend um but i also want to think about what good things came out of this year and there are two things that come to mind for me and uh i'll speak to them while you kind of think of what what uh your response to that would be. And the first thing is I found that my personal relationships, the people that I'm close to, I've become much closer to. Uh, and I am thinking about my sister, Nancy, my brother-in-law, Stephen. I'm thinking about my mom. I'm thinking about all of my family, really, I'm, and partners. Uh, the, the, my love life, I couldn't be more in love it's just grown so much just seeing the strength to be apart 
that we've had, my personal relationships, there are, there are a couple of friendships that are gone, and that's, that's unfortunate. But the people who I've stuck with and people who have stuck with me, the bond is stronger than ever before, and the love that I feel is stronger than ever before. And on a global level, I saw the world come together in these protests in a way that I've never seen before. I saw the the Black Lives Matter protests. I saw every every race, every age, every religion come together for a single cause. Uh, and these protests, for the most part, were done extremely peacefully and extremely well organized. And this summer, I look forward to being there physically, to really being a part of it, rather than cheering on from the sidelines or from this show. So those are the two big ones for me, good stuff that came from this year. I mean, not for nothing, like having this platform to cheer them on and um, um, offer encouragement and kind of like, uh, uh, kind of like a megaphone for the cause, which like that, that is something I personally appreciate that you did and like really shine the light on these issues that 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 meant a whole lot to me. So I I've I've already told you how I felt about that, but again, thank you for opening your platform to to something so so important as this and understanding like understanding what this is truly all about like uh BLM has been misconstrued in uh so many countless ways but and just basically by people who just want to um stuff it, like stuff it down stifle it silence it the way all other causes similar to this have been silenced over over the years and decades but this is this has been something different i it may be a it may be a, a byproduct of the age that we're in the current uh, current time frame that we're in um the age of technology the <coughs> advancement of so many uh, so many um outlets of information such as this so um i'm i'm sad that we had to go through something as traumatic as like watching a man be killed right in front of our eyes but the fact that it opened so many eyes and mobilized so many people and and you francis being a a a safe haven for this cause means a whole lot to me and that is and that is something I am grateful for this year. All right. Uh, could you get the Rachmaninoff piece ready to go? And I'll give it a little intro. Okay. Today, December 26th, would have been my dad's 88th birthday. My mother turned 88 earlier this week. They were born three days apart. And, um, and 
I am reflecting on some of the people that we've lost in our lifetime and choosing some music to go along with this. This is a piece that uh, my dad used to play. Not the whole piece, because you have to be a really good pianist. I'm sorry, I always giggle when I say that word. <laughs> you have to be a really good pianist to play this piece all the way through. But uh, this is Rachmaninoff Prelude in C-sharp minor, and this is for you, Dad.
I forgot how dark that was. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you, Dad. Dun, dun, dun. Calvin's going to play something to pick us up, if you'd be so kind. Oh, absolutely. This uh, is actually uh, a track I played on my show earlier this week. Uh, wanted to uh, find some music to, you know, put us put us all in a Christmas spirit because, like, talking to a lot of friends, they they were like they were just not feeling Christmas at all this year. So, you know, it's interesting. During dinner yesterday, Nancy said, "You know, it doesn't feel like Christmas to me." And I said, it doesn't feel like Christmas to me either. And my mom said, it feels like Christmas to me. And that turned the whole evening around for me. Because, you know, that's that's what we do this for. We're doing this for our loved ones. And it's yeah. it's the older people that, that we obviously have to be the most protective of. And, you know, the older you get, the more you want to be with your family. You know, how many times she had said, well, this might be my last Christmas. And uh, it, I'm not going to let that happen, but, <laughs> but, you know, I can understand that she felt that way and that when the day actually got there, I was like, I'm so glad I put in the thought and the work that I did that she can be there without the whole family and say, this feels like Christmas to me. And so in the spirit of being able to show your loved ones um, to put into work to like show your loved ones that Christmas spirit. I figured uh, a good song for for us would be "Give Love on Christmas Day" by the Jackson Five. Here we go.
You are listening to A Safe Space Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is December 26th, 2020, the day after Christmas. We hope that uh, if you celebrate Christmas, we hope that you had a really good one uh, and that you had a good one that was also safe. That's that's what I hope for you. And, and New Year's is coming up. I encourage the same. Just find a way. Find a way. You know, what's what's the best way to do this in these circumstances? Figure it out. A lot of, or, you know, a lot of other people are figuring it out. Uh, stay safe. And we have some copy to read, if you'd be so kind, Calvin. Absolutely. If you are living in New York City and run for either fun or exercise, here's a way to learn something about the city while you're getting in your workout. City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind. New York City takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods, and these unique running tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of a neighborhood and get personal recommendations from your guide. Choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods including the East Village, the Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. For more information about the running tours and to see the list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule, Check out their website at cityrunningtours.com slash New York City. Thank you, Calvin. We're going to do some more music. And uh, then I want to talk at some point about what you're most looking forward to in 2021. What, what you'd like that, what you'd like to see coming up in 2021. And this next song that I want to play, it's it's how I feel about how people have been how my family how how people all the loved ones have been i feel like i could really count on people and i hope that they feel that they could count on me that that i did come through on the things that they needed me to do uh you can count on me by bruno mars was also performed by my nephew in a in a piano recital when i think he was like eight years old so (laughs) that's another reason why i wanted to check pick this song you can count on me bruno mars uh-huh. if you ever find yourself stuck in the middle of the sea i'll sail the world to find you if you ever find yourself lost in the dark and you can't see i'll be the light to guide you Find out what we're made of When we are called to help our friends in need You can count on me Like one, two, three I'll be there And I know when I need it I can count on you Like four, three, two And you'll be there Cause that's what friends are supposed to do, oh yeah
things up a little bit i think i agree <laughs> can't, can't really i mean it's just a fun song a beautiful song and uh what we're going to play next we're going to get back into a little christmasy theme my favorite christmas song has always been little drummer boy that's that's my favorite do, do you have a favorite christmas song um traditional or non-traditional either um Traditional is Adeste Fidele slash O Come All You Faithful. I had learned I learned the I learned the Latin version in junior high school and I've been absolutely in love ever since. There's something absolutely beautiful about it. Um non traditional is This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> So uh, in 1977, Bing Crosby had his last Christmas special. It, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that it came out posthumously after he had passed away. And one of the just absolute gems from that Christmas special was a duet that he did with David Bowie. Uh, Bowie was trying to be a little less weird. <laughs> Which, He's like, look, I can be a person. <laughs> which, which which made the which made the 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 video even more interesting. <laughs> like, look at me being normal. Like, <laughs> he was not being so normal. Go ahead. <laughs> but um, what was interesting, I had I had not heard this version until. Francis had suggested it uh, in an Instagram post that I made um, um, earlier in the week, asking for uh, Christmas song suggestions. Like I was, I was actually absolutely blown away by how beautiful the two of them work together in this song. Just it was, 
back to your point, seemingly normal. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bowie didn't feel that his voice was really would really lend itself properly to Little Drummer Boy. So the Peace on Earth part was written specifically for this duet. It was not a song that had existed prior to them doing this. Oh. Uh, so some songwriters that were working with him, they, they came up with this as a counterpoint. And I swear, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, Peace on Earth. I, I know that song. Yeah, yeah, I know that song. But I didn't know that song. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it's something they wrote specifically for this duet. And uh, I, think, I think that's all I have to say about it. If you get an opportunity, watch the whole, the whole we're, we're going to just play the song part, which is about two and a half minutes to maybe close to three minutes. Watch the whole video at some point of their interacting like normal people. Actually, the version that I have is from the video, so... Oh, so we'll hear a little bit of the so... interacting like normal people. All right, yeah. well, from 1977, here is David Bowie and Bing Crosby with Little Drummer Boy, Peace on Earth. And this one, this is my son's favorite. Do you know this one? Oh, I do indeed. It's a lovely thing. Sure glad you came by to work out on the piano. 
Yeah, there is a longer version. There is a longer version. So where when he when he first comes in, I mean more more patter between the two. It's when he first comes to the door for Bing Crosby's house, and uh, you know, thank God he gave up on that trying to be normal thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really bought it. I got a beautiful song out there. I got to sing with Bing. Back to weird. (laughs) I think it was the cardigan he was wearing that got me. (laughs) (laughs) He, he, gotta love him. He tried. He tried. (laughs) He really did. He really did on that one. Uh, hopes for 2021. Um, if you want, I can start. Um, hopes for me. Um, to be able to see uh, friends and family again, uh, like a lot of us are hoping to. But uh, along with that, to continue the momentum that that started this year with... Um, the musical journey that I I find myself on right now, this it I've tried like I do I do the nine to five thing every day I've 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 tried that on for the last ten ten plus years. It gets me by, but it's it's not it's not my ultimate goal. Like everything that I do, everything that I try. I always come back to music and I'm I'm at a point where I'm I'm ready I'm ready to uh kinda take that dive and just go on just go on a a music journey wherever wherever that may take me. I mean just putting myself out there with a a one minute video that I posted on Instagram netted me a commission. <laughs> and so with that like with that minute effort, get, like getting me attention on that level, who knows what like just fully diving in can bring me, and I'm, I'm, I'm finally ready to like put my fears aside and just just go for it. And so I'm really excited uh, about what's to come uh, in that journey. I definitely, definitely, the first thing you said, being able to see friends and family, uh, being able to hopefully, uh, hopefully I've learned my lesson about being a hermit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that when I get invited to parties, I'll go and, you know, when it's safe to go. Right. And socialize a whole hell of a lot more. Um, Also... I hope to get back into acting. I want to do maybe film, maybe television. Um, it's, uh, we, we were talking, I think we were talking about this. It might've been during my mom's birthday dinner. I'm not sure, but someone said, well, nobody knows what they want to be when they're five years old. I did. And I think that's true with a lot of people in the arts. I knew from the from the from the moment I could conceive of that this is something people do as a profession. I knew that I wanted to act. Um, I I remember in third grade, 
in third grade, I was in the youngest production ever of of uh, Romeo and Juliet in its Shakespearean English. We did that wow. in third grade. Wow. And I fucking loved it. I loved it. Uh, and... And the difficult thing that I have to figure out is, you know, how can I be an actor and a caregiver because of the, because when you do get a job, the hours are crazy. Right. So, you know, I'll figure it out, you know, but that is definitely something I'm looking forward to. Something I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to figure out how I'm going to do it. Because that's going to be tough. But this has been a year about figuring shit out. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny how we both we both kind of like have similar goals for for the coming year, like in kind of having that epiphany that like realize like kind of realizing who you are and like getting back to yourself. I think that I think that a lot of people are are realizing that as well and and in 2021 we have that second chance to do that. And I'm 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 looking forward to that. At last year's Screen Actors Guild Awards, which by the way of all award shows those are my favorite, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, because it's your you. I was on the nominating committee one year. It is it is. These are your peers. These are your act. These are actors that are nominating the films. These are actors that are nominating, you know, best actor, best actress, etc. These are actors that are voting on it. These are your peers, and that's that's why it's my favorite awards show. Uh, and I also get free movies. <laughs> <laughs> every year for me to screen um that's a good part <laughs> that's another reason why it's my favorite awards show i remember brad pitt in his acceptance saying um all right everybody enjoy tonight because it's back to work tomorrow and just the the job doesn't ever end something that I've just realized in the past few years. It's, you know, he might not have had a project coming up the next day, but to have those fucking abs look like that, mm. <laughs> <laughs> to to look the way he does, the amount of work that goes into that, yeah. to, to uh, you know, when, when you see someone doing an action sequence, a fight scene, the years of training that goes into learning how to actually, you, you got to know how to actually do that stuff. You know, there is, and, and then also above knowing how to do that, you have to know how to do it specifically for film so that the person that you're, that you're quote fighting doesn't get hurt. Right. It's an enormously difficult job. Uh, and, and it is, and it does not, it, the, you got to schedule your own vacations because, because, if you're doing it, depending on what kind of actor you want to be, and it's wow, a lot. I believe it, and I have respect for anyone who can do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never realize, like you don't realize, like, 
when you're not like um, as an actor, even when you're not working, you're still working. Whether uh, whether you're working on your body, you you're working on or like you you have a role, or you're going out looking for roles, auditions, like that's that oftentimes a full time job in itself. Yes, yes. So Downey Jr. gave me good advice with that auditioning thing. He said he said what you do. He said remember that the director that's hiring you also has to fucking be around you for a month for three months. You got to be someone that that what what you do off screen for the audition is just as important, if not more so, than what you do on screen for an audition. Because if you're fucking annoying, <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to want to be physically around you. So that was very good advice. And his other thing was learn to love failure. Uh, that was the other thing he told me, which I probably should keep this shit to myself. Because <laughs> there's a lot of competition out there. And that second thing is not something that I have accomplished yet. So I have time to think about it. Time to learn to love failure. Um, you know, figure that one out and get my ass in shape. And, you know, maybe this go around of uh, acting is something that, that I return to. Uh, I step away from it for long periods of time. And, and it's great that that it's a profession you can do that with. Because yeah. it's just now I go for older, more mature roles. I can see I can see you as uh, a... Uh... A, a dad giving sage advice or or an uncle giving terrible advice or a dad giving terrible advice. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the advice I gave to my niece when she turned 14. Um, I uh, escaped. I said, right whatever now. I said, I said, whatever you do, don't ever, ever, ever take advice from me. <laughs> <laughs> So she's kind of screwed because if she takes my advice, then she didn't take my advice. But if she doesn't take my advice, it's just it's a it's a circle. It's you're you're screwed with that one. There's nowhere you can go with that. You're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> That's the best advice. The most ambiguous of advice. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to her, I was already Uncle Bananas. So literally, <laughs> Uncle Bananas. <laughs> Is there is there a is there a story behind that name? <laughs> I'm just fucking nuts, and they know it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, anything that you want to play? Um, you know, after. After talking about um, Adeste Fideles, um, I realized I actually have a version of uh, Adeste Fideles that I really enjoy. And interestingly enough, I first saw it on an episode of Saturday Night Live about 20 some odd years ago. Awesome. Um, it was it, it's Luciano Pavarotti and Vanessa Williams. Oh, nice. Yes, it is <laughs> unbelievable. So uh, let's give that a listen right now. 
That was absolutely awesome. Thank you for that. I appreciated that. And we are uh, we're going to close out pretty soon with a really nice version of Let It Be, sung by uh, actress Paula Brancati, backed by the Toronto Mass Choir. Interesting that we opened with a with a song backed by a choir. That was a, a Beatle singing, and then we're going to close with one written by the Beatles, Let It Be. And Let It Be just seems to be what I want to think about for 2020. Just fucking let it be. <laughs> so thank you, Calvin, so very much for this evening and for this year. Yes. Thank you, thank you for for letting me be a part of this. Uh, this is this has been um, just a a series of like very profound moments for me this year, and I'm I'm absolutely in, incredibly unwaveringly grateful. So I'm just uh, a little gratitude to uh, bring into the new year, and then some. And. We will be back next week, live once again. Don't know what the show will be. When people ask me what the show is about, I just tell them it's about an hour. <laughs> I can't <laughs> tell you in advance. But here we have Let It Be, Paula Biancotti.
Yeah.